Hey, Travelpreneurs, Nicole here. How are you? So welcome back to part two of my conversation with Richard Moss, who is a trade sales and marketing manager at the St. Lucia Tourism Authority. And as you may recall, in part one, we started the conversation of how to make the most out of attending industry events. So what to do uh, while you're actually, what to do before you get there, what to do while you're there. And we're going to continue the conversation with uh, what to do after you've returned from an industry event. I do just want to point out too that I had asked for uh, your review of this Hey Travelpreneur podcast. So thank you for all the reviews that have been pouring in. And I just want to highlight one particular review on the air right now. This one is from DRC Lincoln. And the title is Love This Show. Thank you for the five-star rating, DRC Lincoln. And DRC Lincoln says, I spend much of today in the car and listen to all of Nicole's available podcasts. I love this podcast. She is so clear and well-organized. She also has extremely helpful information and the podcast has energy. Love the show. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. And I would love to hear from more of you. Let me know what your thoughts are. Stop by on whatever platform you listen to you listen to this podcast on and leave me a review. And you never know, you just might hear me talk about it or read it on the air. I do just also want to point out that something exciting is happening uh, today. Um, when you're listening to this podcast, I believe it is uh, Friday, May 10th. I am announcing uh, my brand new Travelpreneur Academy, which is launching at the end of June. So if you want to get on the insider list, please go ahead and go to the travelpreneuracademy.com. Super, super excited that you're going to get a chance to get on the wait list to um, number one, to uh, get on the list to win or possibly win a lifetime membership uh, to the Travelpreneur Academy, as well as get behind the scenes uh, tips and uh, sneak peek into what's going on. And then you're going to hear about what's going on in the Academy before anyone else does. So go to the travelpreneuracademy.com. I'll definitely put the information in the show notes for you and sign up just to get on the insider list and you'll be hearing from me. All right. With that being said, uh, let's start our conversation with Richard again, um, where we left off in part two of this episode, which is episode number eight. Thank you so much. Let's get started. Welcome to the Hey Travelpreneur podcast, your go-to for real-world travel marketing tips and strategies to help you create the thriving travel business you've dreamed of. And now your host, Nicole Barrett. Now, this is while they're there. This is one of the, just to recap, one of the, well, some of the things that they can do while they're at a travel trade event is to make sure people know that they're there, make sure they're doing videos and doing uh, quick photos and videos with, with, with the host as well as the suppliers who are possibly vendors or guests at this event, right? Um, right. So while, while they do that, while, they're there, while they are there, what should they do after they leave? So we're talking within the next 24 hours of them attending this event. What should they be doing at that point within the next 24 hours? Well, I think, I think 
just to add to the last point, it's very important that if it is you have a particular client in mind for a particular product or a destination, it's important for you. Sometimes you make a video or you do an interview just for that client. Everything is not necessarily for everyone. So that's an important point. But afterwards, afterwards, I mean, do make sure that you have the contact information for the folks that you've met. And I do think that it's very complicated, but yes. it's not. you need to find out the preferred communication uh, methods for the various folks that you're, you're dealing with. I mean, for me, I try to be very accessible. So I get a lot of leads on social media, both Instagram as well as Facebook. Twitter, not so much. I find people are using Twitter more for news, delivering news and all that, making announcements. But I think it's important. You don't always necessarily only exchange a business card or a telephone number. Right. Simply say, what is your Facebook? Or here is my IG account. And you find that that makes it so much more of, makes more of an instantaneous connection. Right. And you'd be amazed. People could start browsing immediately. So I think that's important. Know exactly who you're going to call, how you're going to contact them. And then the most captivating imagery is what is important. We have to get to the stage where we are very creative with how we do our photographs. We have to understand it's not about, it's not a graduation photograph. <laughs> if it is that we're- trying to say, Richard, have you been going through my feed? <laughs> I have to say, we don't do, um, we can't all do the same boring photograph. It's very important. <laughs> well, mine are definitely not that. So, okay, you're not talking about me. Perfect. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, I need to use more elegant terms. But what I'm really saying is, let's be creative with what we're posting. Yes. And the one thing I would also suggest, which is the hardest thing for most of us, is be candid. I, put, I don't particularly like being candid, but some of our best moments happen when we're being candid. And yes. by the way, can I, can, I, can I help you with something? Yes. And you're going to throw me off the podcast now. <laughs> Always select someone who is savvy with a telephone or instrument that you have to do the photographs. Please stop. Choosing those for <laughs> I'm trying to be tactful. No, I know exactly <laughs> Let me tell you, and you're absolutely correct. I see people do it all the time. It's like, listen, if you're asking someone to take your photo, please make sure they know how to use it. Or at least know how to frame you very well in a photo. Correct. Because they'll take like 25 photos and they're gone and you look back <laughs> like, where is my head? Um. Excuse me, let me give you the highlight. The last time we asked this particular person to do photographs, yes. all photographs was of the said individual because they had it. <laughs> they had it on selfie mode. So folks, that's the worst case scenario. So please do ensure you have a professional. <laughs> okay, but going back to after, let me tell you. After the event, know who to call, how to contact them, and definitely look for those gaps. What are the bits of information that you are missing? And I love to tell travel professionals, let me tell you, it doesn't matter what you're selling in the world, because coming to St. Lucia and not seeing the Pitol 
is like going to Paris and not seeing the Eiffel Tower. Right. And if you, let me tell you, folks want a travel professional these days because they don't want to miss um, Mykonos or Santorini when they go to the Greek islands. They are not trying to do an ordinary itinerary. Folks want you to give them that itinerary, that dream vacation that sets them apart from their friends. That's how we are as human beings. Let's just, let's just, let's just understand that for a moment. So the one thing I like to suggest as a destination marketer is never ever underestimate the value of geography. Knowing the lay of the land is critical. If you do not know that the airport is five minutes away from the hotel or it's two hours from the airport, then that totally can, can disrupt the plans and the level of satisfaction of the clients. It's very, very important. If you don't know, you have to pre-purchase your passes for the Vatican, for example, you know, the various tours, then that could really affect your overall experience. So I think the lay of the land is very important. And for us, I like to provide those kinds of tools in very easy to understand um, um, cheat sheets. I think cheat sheets are the way to go. So, so do you that some of these things, with, you know, learning the geography or learning a little bit more about the destination and the folks that you've connected with, do you find that once they leave an event, these are really good things to share to add value? Absolutely. Is adding value and giving their clients or their audience more information on what they just learned. Absolutely. And it has to be personal. Right. I mean, you can certainly use your blind copy and send out a mass of emails, but it really makes a higher level of impact when you're customizing things. And you then focus on a few of your clients, particularly those. I mean, let's say, for example, um, you had some, some children who have been going to, let's say they've, I don't want to give a specific example, but the kids are a little older now. So you want a different level of experience for them. And so being their general practitioner for vacations, you should then know what it is that those clients might be craving at this particular time and therefore deliver a very personal type of proposal to them. You know? could be like you said either the example that you just gave of the kids who are now older right. or, or the people who often go to a caribbean island or go Correct. to uh, saint lucia very often you're saying that a quick video message that is very personal or specific and even if it's not personal because you could you really could be sending it to a group of people who are saint lucia travelers so maybe you're asking questions to that supplier or to you the host to say, hey, give me some quick tips or some of the new things that some of my clients can see. You're saying that, send that video or whatever format it is, it, it's in to those particular uh, audience members, correct? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, and, and the spirit of it is, I know you and your family, this is what I'm recommending based on X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, knowledge that I have and where you've been before and what I found that worked for you. 
Because right. even for, a, if you're meeting a brand new client today, I think it's important for you to cover those bases, for you to figure out where they've been, what are their preferences, and certainly the levels of service that they expect to meet their needs. Because clearly, your goal as a travel professional in 2019 is to exceed those. Right. right? It's certainly not to meet them. Now, I think that familiarization trips are excellent. And for, for me in promoting a destination, what I like to do is to encourage the solo familiarization trip, right? Because I find that you have a lot more time to explore the things you want to at your own pace, you get a chance to do your own videos, you get a chance to stand in the suite that you are going to recommend to the Andersons, for example, right. and you're going to say, Mary, let me tell you, you have to, you have to absolutely see this. This is, I can just see you in the swimming pool now, I can da 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 yeah. you know, and yeah. that's how you make it personal. I am so glad you kind of uh, brought me and segued into that because that was going to be my next question to you. Is this now talk about uh, fam trips or yes. familiarization trips? Let's talk about yes. fam, right? So yes. on a fam trip, you're right. So the so I find that the solo fam trips are for the person who's attending. They get a lot more a lot more leverage in terms of how creative they can be in in the resources and the content that they bring back. Because like you said, it gives you an opportunity now to take a photo with not a lot of people in the background or in the room that you're in, right? And you're better able to kind of convey that over to your audience and to your clients. So on a fam trip, and let's say it's led by a, the, a tourist board or a tourism authority, or it's led by the hotel or resort or destination or, or what tour company, right? Because you could do a, essentially do a tour fam trip. So let's say whoever it's led by, do you find that a person on a fam trip, what's the etiquette for this travel agent on this fam trip to ask the person who's leading the fam or somebody who's working at a resort, for example, what is the etiquette to getting them to be on camera, to address their clients, to do a live video or to do a pre-recorded video? What is the etiquette on, on that? Well, I, I think that, let's be very honest, that some of us are more comfortable with that than others. Some of us are better at it than others. And let's be very frank now, it's not everybody that you might want to put on video, okay? And not everybody can do it on the fly. So why not reach out ahead of time and say, is there someone you can identify for me from the body holiday? Because let me back up for a moment. Just a moment. Yeah. Whenever you're doing the solo, the one reason why the solo fam trip works very well is you also, like for example, for me, when I'm arranging a solo fam for an agent, I will send out the form and I'll say, listen, what do you specialize in? What are you most interested in seeing, in experiencing? You may say you're into health and wellness travel. You also do romance and you do family travel. I will then give you the priority of things that you need to include on the itinerary and we'll always send it back to you for your approval. So you can then say, well, you know what? I like this, I like this, I do not like this. Let's move this. Now, in addition to that, I find a lot of tourist boards as well will do a themed um, fam trip. So it's a romance fam trip. It's an adventure fam trip. It's a luxury fam trip. 
virtuoso tantric like the one I'm doing in April. So I think that already sets the groundwork to ensure that you're going to get from it what you need. But back to your original question, the right person for the job is critical. Um, And then I also think it must always come from you. So in other words, the call to action must go back to you. So if I may give you a little underground tip, my travel professionals, be careful what you highlight as the location in the various posts that you're making. The call to action needs to be your agency. Right. Don't give away all the meat and potatoes of where you are, what this is. That's what your personal consultation time is for because that gives you... We can't put everything on social media. Mm-hmm. We then have to have a real dialogue, which is then personal. Right. And then, then it gives right. you an opportunity to answer questions, right? And object. That's right. And As they relate to that particular. Yeah. Once they're closer to a sale. Correct. And you can then guide them because everything is not going to be presented the same way mm-hmm. to everyone. It won't resonate with everyone. Right. But that's what your personal consultation time is for. So if I may say, you can identify where you are, but don't link it to the specific property. Is that okay? That's fine. So leave a little bit of, um, um, I don't know, make it a little bit less or make it more vague, basically. Correct. So that there are questions. Don't use their actual hashtag. Use yours, by all means. By all means. Oh my gosh, I could talk about hashtags all day. But (laughs) so so you're thinking, so what you're saying is uh, it would be great to call someone beforehand or email them and say, here's what I'm thinking. Are you going to be able to do a video with me? Or can you pinpoint the next best person or persons? So what if they, they haven't had a chance to do that and they're there because they, some, for some reason they forgot or they didn't think about uh, asking beforehand and they just want to not do it on the fly, you know? Um, do you think that maybe the hotel manager or the um, general manager or the salesperson is, is where you start next? Like those are the best person to ask at that point in the middle of it. Well, I think absolutely. And let me just tell you, most tourist boards and hotels are not going to be stringent. I'm just saying just so that you get the best person, you can certainly ask ahead of time. But absolutely, we'll do it on the fly. And yes, the higher ranking the person is, I think the better. But let's be honest, if you are doing, um, let's say, a focus on the fact that this particular hotel offers special Um, dietary needs um, facilitation such as kosher meals such as we know we know we know all the allergies that are out there we can't name them in this podcast it would take three podcasts to do that Um, (laughs) then maybe the executive chef would be that person or the culinary team correct correct culinary um, desk you know so it all depends on what you're trying to achieve you know if it is that you're working with the health and wellness niche you might want to speak with the yogi you know, you may want to speak with one of the experts in the, in the spa. In the so, spa. so it all depends on what the mission is. But the more people you have, the better. But let me just say, I know I said high ranking earlier, but excuse me. Meet Bella, everybody. <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't know you had the bell with you. I do. Excuse me. Go ahead. Let me get another one. 
<laughs> ding, ding. You know why though? You know why? Because in branding folks, I find a lot of folks, and let me, let me use a, a really good popular example. Um, whenever you try to change your name or change too many things about your brand, you run the risk of destroying the value you created. So we can learn from the, okay, I don't want to use that example, but we can learn from P. Diddy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good example. And you already know the other one I was just thinking. Yes, yes. nameless, but yes. we love them. Um, so, um, yeah, we Back still- to your point, I think- I What think, is the point? Yeah, we got thrown off with the, with the bell. <laughs> No, no, it was great. That was a great, no, fine. So you were talking about, you, you mentioned, you said- Oh, oh I got this, I got it. Yeah, you got it. So every engagement, every interaction, it could be your favorite bartender. It could be one of the entertainment team members. It doesn't have to be the general manager. The general manager or sales manager, hotel manager can communicate to your client that you have that gravitas, that network that can make even more special things happen for them. That's the perception and we absolutely milk that all the way because with a travel professional in 2019, right? Trying to secure business separate and apart from the online travel agencies that are working to take over the world. I hope I said that tactfully. We have to ensure that our network is absolutely our net worth. It's going to deliver that value that is going to set us apart from everything else that's out there. So that's very important. Um, back to the fans though, back to the fans, Nicole, may I? Yes. On a fam, when I'm conducting a fam these days, I ensure that we brief everybody ahead of time and anybody who is not into social media, we give them a crash course, right? <laughs> ensure that they know the hashtags ahead of time because the moment they, I mean, days leading up to the fam, I want them to be putting that out there, right? right? right. Where they're going, what they're going to be experiencing, stay tuned to this page, building that suspense. And there are a number of video tools that are now online, such as a watch party, a world premiere that you can utilize on Facebook, etc. right? And then you get to the airport, you're talking about where you're going. So we all are familiar with that because we see folks doing that. But what I want to say is on the site inspections, I always ensure that we have a nice little line and everybody knows, okay, we're going to split the groups into two to make it a lot more manageable because this is not a drive-by site inspection. Mm -hmm. For us at the Tourism Authority, what we do is a maximum of four properties per day. And of course, one of those, you're going to be doing lunch. You're going to be doing, right, you're going to be doing lunch in the middle of it. So you get a chance to decompress and to relax a little bit and absorb that particular property. And then you will also have dinner at one of, one or two of the various properties as well. So that gives you a further immersion. But think about this. Picture this, everybody. We're going into a suite with about six people, and you know that you're at the front of the line. You get Everybody gets their wide room shot, and then you keep moving into different positions. And so it's orchestrated so everybody can do their photographs without any agents in there. It's... <laughs> That is so not professional in that 2019, so right? 
so and, important. And let me tell you, for those of you that think that you can use stock footage and you can and you can use stock photos of the internet, all that has its place, but there is nothing like a personal photograph taken by you and some where you're also in the photograph. Why, why is that important? Because then it proves that you were there. Right, and it also That's provides it. that opportunity for a connection too, and that no like and trust factor. Correct, and then, and then after that, folks can get to do their videos. So a site inspection for us takes a lot longer. I say a lot longer for each property, but it's because we're in the digital age and we know the value of that promotion to your clients mm -hmm. after you've been on a farm. And the value of social media and videos, oh my goodness. Correct. So, um, all right, so perfect, perfect, perfect. I am absolutely loving this. So let's, let's bring it home now. So after a person has gone to an event, whether it's a farm trip or a dinner or a presentation, and they now know more about the product than they did before they, they came there. And they now know how to, or we hope they know how to promote um, these products in these destinations. So let's talk, how can they use you and your team or a supplier or a vendor? How can they use that particular team in their promotions after they've come back home from a fam or from an event or a dinner? Well, definitely. They use us to fill in the blanks. They use us as ongoing support. And I can't tell you, I will walk into a travel agency and literally get asked a question based on something that's going on now, a sale that's in progress, or a sale that could be in progress. And so we're there every step of the way and that's why i will not ignore social media because the number of messages i get on a daily basis and also in our private travel advisor group or travel agent group on facebook close group which allows professionals to compare notes is the beach really all that is the da 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 da, da. how is the service what's the what's the what are the dining options like? Right. So those are really good tools that, and, and basically on our group, we only moderate. We do not try to overly influence because we know the value of that tool. This is peer-to-peer -peer, um, consultation and that has its place. But we are there to fill in those gaps and it's there for the advisor, for the agent, to determine along with us what their gaps in knowledge are, what their gaps in tools are, because one of the things that we try to do with our SLEX program, St. Lucia Expert, is that we try to ensure that you have tools that are easily transferable and shareable. So we will share tools with you that you could simply add your call to action, your CTA, and post and be done with it. Because at the end of the day, travel professionals in this day and age, we have far less time. Time is such a resource. Time is money in our, in our world. And so that I would say is the most important thing after you're done with an event, whether it be a fam or a dinner or a, or a presentation, what are the gaps that you now have? But it's also the responsibility of both the business development professional, such as my team, 
and the travel professional to determine what additional tools that they need, right. what niches they want to concentrate on, narrowing that focus. If a business must narrow its focus to be effective. I agree. So, and so that is what they need to know. Who to call, like the Ghostbusters thing, who you gonna call? Yeah. You have to know who to call and keep the engagement going. And keep the connection, right? So continue to communicate with you, keep that connection and, the, and that engagement. And, 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 and we do a monthly newsletter, like okay. many, many offices, many suppliers do. But I think, again, in narrowing that focus, you can't be open to everything. You have to know what to right. focus on. For example, there are also some destinations that you focus on. Right. And that may be because of the part of the country you're in. Maybe it's a clientele you currently have. Maybe it's what you did in your former life that allows you to focus very effectively initially on that. Now, right. in terms of your medium run plan, certainly you can get into all the areas. But right. timing is everything, just like our podcast today. <laughs> so what Richard is referring to is that we had some technical challenges before we got started. But uh, it's, listen, it's just all in a day's work, all in a day's work. Every day we have technical challenges. Absolutely. Perfect. So, And I'm going to link in the show notes to everything that you mentioned in terms of um, the events that are going on in St. Lucia, as well as the uh, St. Lucia Expert Program, so people uh, can get more familiar with that. So I'll put that in the show notes, uh, folks. All right, perfect, Richard, perfect. So any last tip that you want to give? Just uh, any quick tip that you want to give before we close out? Yes, I, I, think, I think we as travel professionals should never forget that tourism nourishes societies. It really is the lifeblood of a number of Caribbean economies. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people that benefit from, even if you send one visitor, a solo traveler, there's so many people that benefit as a result. The folks- so avenues they touch. I mean, we could paint the picture from the folks yeah. that are working at the airport, the taxi drivers, yes. the attractions, the restaurants, the casino, da da da. And so it's just very important for you to know that what you do on a daily basis helps to inspire so many people in so many ways, not just your customers. And I think that your number one goal in business has to be that you protect your paydays. And how you do that is you respect the fact that your clients, right, you want them for life. Yes. Not in the business of sales. Sales is trying to grab a package for a particular couple or person. For an immediate transaction. Right. You're not into transactions. This is not a bank. You are or should be focused on building relationships Absolutely. in a very personal way. And to the extent that you're marketing. And marketing means customers for life. And after let's say after a client dies oh. not meaning to be more okay let's cleanse our palate yes then, hello then are the children are the children of let's say of that of that family that you've been working with for 30 years are the children now traveling with you but 
Um, hello. I can, see, <laughs> I can see that you're laughing. Could you allow me to finish my point, please? Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm hung up on that whole... How about we say, when your client is no longer your client? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, make sure you put in like a little, a little dramatic music there. Um, when your client is no longer your client, are, okay, are the children of your former clients traveling with you? And the answer should be yes to that because yes, you understand that a millennial client is not the client that wants to sit in a hotel or on a beach for seven days. A millennial client is a more informed client it's a client that is, it's the most educated generation. Why are they the most educated? Because we have exposed them to so much. And they are also the most culturally hungry generation. They didn't grow up with globalization as a topic in a textbook in high school like I did. Right. They are seeing it. I mean, year, five, ten years ago, to the average North American probably was not a sushi consumer. Well, hello, the world has shifted. You could get sushi when you get to, to, to many destinations throughout the Caribbean and the world. So the fact of the matter is, because you understand the dynamics of today's traveler, regardless of which generation they're a part of, mm-hmm. it then opens up a whole new world of business prospects to you. And because you are omnipresent let me use that term conservatively you are in the digital landscape you're accessible you are then able to make some conversions there as well and an opportunity for you to inspire the different Uh, generations that are that that is your audience or your clients absolutely and in life life is all about inspiration about inspiration Let's do it. Perfect. Speaking of inspiration, um, there are a couple of questions that I like to ask my guests uh, towards the end of the podcast. And speaking of inspiration, where have you been lately? One place where you've been lately that have inspired you? You know what? Um, it's, it's, it's a place in North America. It's, it's, it's the Big Apple. I mean, let me tell you. Really? I went to New York recently. And I find there's so much inspiration that abounds in New York. I mean, really such a melting pot. Yeah. But there is a freedom that comes with New York, which has been chronicled in so many television shows, right? right. Some of which will remain nameless on this podcast. Unless <laughs> um, we bring <laughs> your podcast into disrepute. But... Um, just jumping on that um, subway and stopping off at the Brooklyn Museum, going shopping, I mean, in a variety of places. I mean, absolutely just find that place to be inspiring. I don't think, as a proud Caribbean man, that it's a place that I would live um, on a day-to-day. A great place to visit. No shade, no shade um, intended but absolutely inspiring, a place that everybody must visit and, and go to regularly. Yes. I, New York uh, inspires me as well when I'm there for a very short period of time. <laughs> 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 so, you know, three days average is, is I get 
you know, ultimate inspiration from a three-day average in New York. You know, a week or two, I'm looking at my watch like, okay, <laughs> when does this end? But I, I completely agree. Um, absolutely love, love New York. Love it. So also, too, uh, one is, what is one book that you have read lately that has also inspired you? You know, I, I, I tend to read and reread. <laughs> and a book I reread recently is A New Earth by um, Eckhart Tolle. I mean, is, it is not the easiest read. It's not. But, but OMG, it is, it challenges you to um, really figure out what is the purpose. But I, I love, I love that part about um, to lose that ego because it's like when you lose your ego, whether in business or your personal life, it really could end up releasing your greatest power, you right. know? And, and it's funny, it may not look like that to the world. And that's why I love maturing so much because, okay, we may not be as cute, but, <laughs> but the, things we know, the things we know now that comfort that you get in your skin, which emanates, I think, from your soul and your innermost passion and that inspiration, which is just deeply wired um, genuinely. It's right. not a superficial thing. Um, it's, it's just amazing. And, and I will tell you, though, that book has to, be, has to be read in a particular stage because I bought that book several Agreed. years ago. Um, oh gosh, I think when it just came out, which was what, 10, uh, more it's than at least, It's at least 10 years ago, they have an anniversary edition. Yeah, it's a very long time. And, um, and I remember reading it back then, and while I took away a few pieces of it, um, I take away a lot more now, because I'm at yes. a different stage in my, in my life, and my mindset is a little bit different. But it's definitely a book that you have to read when you are when your mind and your soul is ready to receive it what and, a coincidence that you have read this book as well i mean i mean i'm not I, surprised I but we never spoke about this i have it on my nightstand wow yeah yeah love it. love it all right so where can people find you richard where is the one place in social media where people can find you and follow you so i would say i would say facebook is is pretty easy and I go by Richard Moss or Richard Roots, R-O-W-R-O-O-T-S. I failed the exam. Always be able to rattle off your social media. <laughs> that, 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 is a, that is a key lesson of today, okay? I'm not editing this, by the way. <laughs> so Richard Roots is Richard as his first name, and then Roots is R O O T S one. Correct. Instagram, correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. And Richard Moss on on Facebook. All right, Richard. Well, thank you. This has been amazing. Um, it has been an amazing interview. We went a little bit longer than we wanted to, but there was just so much information and value in what we what we talked about. That um, I hope that everyone who's listening, find some information and some value as well. And let us know what your thoughts are. Um, don't forget to leave us a review and uh, get in touch with Richard if you have any questions regarding uh, St. Lucia as well. All right, folks, that is it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>